0: You're listening to the Black Girls With Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls With Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls With Purpose. On today's episode, we're interviewing Randy Williams and Alicia Richardson, the founders of the We Go To movement. We Go To is an awesome resource for millennial travelers looking for unique travel experiences. Um, But yeah, so uh, the question, my first question is just to give our audience a little history about your background so you can give the audience i mean i know i've read on y'all's website that y'all met um through like y'all did a some time abroad in the dominican republic and that's how y'all got close but even just your individual backgrounds of what 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 led up to you going to dominican republic to study abroad and i mean to teach abroad and that kind of thing so whatever your elevator pitch is for yourself i guess would be (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, So, I guess I'll start. Um, Alicia. So, I'm originally from Cleveland. Okay. Uh, I left Cleveland to, after I graduated high school, to pursue my bachelor's in Spanish literature at Bellman College in Atlanta.
0: Yes, Bellman.
1: I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, I guess with um, my major, I always knew I was interested in uh, Spanish from literally mm-hmm. the time I can remember. Um, I've been traveling for a while now. My mom works for United Airlines. She's okay. been there for 28 years. So I literally started traveling at like three. Wow. In um, my earliest memory, I can remember um, going to Mexico and, and actually seeing a black woman speaking Spanish. Mm. And I was so amazed. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, this is what I want to do. I don't mm. know what career that's going to mean for me, mm-hmm. but I want to speak Spanish. So, um, when I applied to Spelman, I uh, made my major in Spanish literature. And, of course, in the program, they want you to study abroad. They want you to have an immersive experience. Mm -hmm. So, the first time I actually studied abroad was in the Dominican Republic. This was before I did the teach abroad program after I graduated. Um, That was like a six-week program with Spelman. And then my junior year, I also studied abroad in Spain. I was there for a semester, Sevilla. So that kind of sparked uh, my interest, I guess, in cross-cultural exchange, kind of a step beyond just language acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after leaving Spelman, I wasn't quite ready to go to grad school, okay. um, and I kind of wanted to have another experience abroad. I, you know, I had such a great time with my first two experiences, um, I just thought I, I still had something left in me to, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. get abroad. Yeah. Um, So they had this great program with CIE, and um, yeah, that was kind of what sparked my interest in that. Okay,
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, so as you read on our website, we met in the DR, Mm -hmm. and um, we were the only participants of color in our program, Mm. and so we kind of latched to each other. Of course, they put us in the same room for
0: orienting. (laughs) Y'all got uh, things in common, right? Natural hair or something like that?
1: (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) So we kind of shared that same love for travel. And we also, Brandy had studied abroad um, as well in undergrad. And so we just kind of shared our experiences abroad and um, also shared some of the challenges that we faced being African-American women Mm -hmm. abroad.
0: And just talked about how really there was no place for
1: travelers of color to kind of share their their experience and how their experience was different from, you know, the majority. So... Um, we kind of talked about like what that would look like, what this kind of platform would look like. Mm-hmm. And, um, we started kind of compiling information from our own travels, speaking with our friends and talking to them about their experiences. And before you know it, we came up with the idea for we go too. Okay.
0: Awesome. Um,
1: so we officially launched about two years ago.
0: I'm sure that sounds crazy saying out loud. <laughs> I know. I know,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of my trajectory
0: we're now okay great what about you Randy? And
1: so yes for me um so i wasn't exposed to travel of like any kind for real for real um until um college um i remember in high school i had um two of my white friends mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're both into international travel. I was a doing a few little people program when we were still in high school. And I just remember thinking that was so cool. Um, and that I wanted to figure out how to do something similar. Um, mm-hmm. and at some point I got it in my mind, cause I said Spanish in, in, in high school, but I got it in my mind at some point to go to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And that was the place that I wanted to go. And so I, I got, I got to college. Um, Studied abroad in Costa Rica, had an amazing time, um, and I was like, I have to do this again, and yeah. so then I studied abroad again in and, and the DR, um, again, this was before, um, I met Alicia, so
0: okay.
1: I was there for, uh, four months, um, I had another amazing experience, realized that I love to travel, um, and that, um, I needed to figure out how I can be overseas as much as possible, So right. I ended up applying Applying to um, the same program as Alicia, uh, like I told you, we met, clicked, um, and started discussing our experiences. Um, and then for me, um, I ended up still so hasn't had enough of traveling, mm-hmm. so I ended up applying to the Peace Corps um, and was placed in Kyrgyzstan, um, which is a small country in Central Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, before I even left I remember trying to like look it up online to see you know what my experience might mm-hmm. be like as a black woman uh, particularly a black woman with uh natural hair with dreadlocks yeah um and I just remember there was nothing like absolutely nothing about what it might be like what my experience might you know what I might encounter mm-hmm. um how I might be received by locals um uh, And so I was like, okay, well, clearly, you know, that information could be useful. Um, And so I don't think it really, really hit home until I was there and I was, you know, learning how to navigate this country and having different experiences than, you know, my white counterpart.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then when the second, uh, so I was one of two black women in my cohort. Mm -hmm. Um, There were no other black volunteers at the time. My first year um, and then my second year, there were uh, it was a new cohort, and there were about five black volunteers, and I was so excited to like, share with them everything I had learned, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I realized that there needed to be a more efficient way for people to share their insights and to relate you know, the things that they had learned yeah. um, as a person of color abroad. Um, so then I did all that, came back, went to Howard University, got my MBA, um, and I think for us, um, well, at least for me, I'll say, I guess, getting that business degree was kind of like that final kick in the butt. We saw, you know, black travel was starting to become... Um, more of a thing, we mm-hmm. were talking about it more online, Travel Noir came about, mm-hmm. and we were like, well, we, you know, we know that we have this perspective, we have this idea, mm-hmm. um, and now, you know, with the business degree it's like, well, we have the knowledge mm-hmm. to be able to do this, um, so then we just took the plunge, and just started wherever we could, yeah. and, and that's how we got
0: to that idea. Awesome. Um... And I, uh, I don't know. It's just something about those Spanish-speaking countries. It's just cat. Like I studied abroad in Argentina when I was a senior, and I was like, bruh I need this." Like you said, it's like I need this to be in my life all the time. Like, why am I? You like you get on the plane on the way back. You like, where am I? Why am- this is the wrong way? Like I'm on the wrong no, side of customs. Right, right. <laughs> Like, why is everybody in these regular clothes? Like, what is wrong with the quality of food? Like, where is my steak and my wine and my, like, empanadas? Like, I don't understand. Yes, seriously. So, and I'm still, I studied abroad. That was 2012. And I'm still, like. I don't know. My life path hasn't let hasn't opened up for me to be able to. Go, but I'm like, oh, when I get back though, because you know your your visa lasts like ten years. I said, okay, before this ten years is up, like right. I have to get back. I cannot. Yes. I, I won't be okay with Absolutely. myself. Um. So, so and I've gone to I've gone to Mexico. So still keeping keeping some kind of Spanish going, but.
1: Right,
0: keeping alive. Not the same thing though. Argentina and Mexico, not the same vibe. Not the same vibe. Um, so yeah, I love and my sister graduated from Howard just this past yeah. spring, actually. But she's oh, undergrad. Nice. That. Yeah. I'm a bicycle. Yes. Ain't you you know? Okay. Um, how right. has the <laughs> how has the initial vision of We Go To changed since you all first got started?
1: Started, I think the thing we really wanted to focus on was really increasing the visibility of Mm -hmm. black travelers. Um, As Randy mentioned, we kind of came out uh, right around the same time, or really started thinking about what we go to would be right around the same time of Travel Noir, No Madness, um, Soul Society. So there really weren't that many accounts or websites Mm -hmm. that people could go to um, that were like within the black travel movement. So I think our biggest thing at the very beginning was just Mm -hmm. increasing the visibility. So our Instagram kind of played a really big part in that. Um, We feature, as you, I'm sure you've been on our Instagram, Mm -hmm. we feature, um, you know, other black travelers. So really just getting the idea out there that we go to. Yeah. And then I would say we kind of started getting into the phase of um, wanting to focus on providing information that's relevant to their needs and concerns. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, there were other companies that were in the movement, but they were kind of focusing on how to get to these places Mm -hmm. and how to do it cheaply, how to travel, which is great information. Mm -hmm. But, again, a lot of people need information once they're actually at their destination. Mm, Um, So I would say we kind of focused on the tips um. Probably, I'd say for the past couple of years, maybe two, two, three years, and now we're kind of entering a, into a phase where we're seeing kind of who our audience is. We have a lot of experienced travelers mm-hmm. um, that follow we go to, and so not only are they looking for you know information on what to do in these places, but mm-hmm. they're looking for really unique experiences once they're actually you mm-hmm. know at these places. Yeah. So. They don't just want to know where's the best burger, you know, in Germany. They want to know how they can have a really, you know, exciting, I don't know, dining experience. Or something just really, really
0: unique. Yeah. Um,
1: So we're kind of looking to provide that um, now. So actually, we just recently launched our go-to guide, Mm -hmm. which gives travelers personalized, curated tips. Okay. Um, That's kind of the phase that we're in now. And to piggyback off of that... um, I think like there are there is a ton of generic travel information mm-hmm. online right now. You yeah. can go to Lonely Planet, you can go to Farmer, you can go to all these places, um, and get information, mm-hmm. but who you know, who is that from? Yeah. Is that from someone that you share interest with? Mm-hmm. Um, who would like the same things that you like? Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Yeah, and you know, scrolling through looking for a brown face to see if you know they had a good time yeah. <laughs> um, at an excursion or whatever—that's not realistic. And so we are really trying to fill the gap uh, for our market and mm-hmm. provide people with information, relevant information um, that that helps. Them plan for and have a better experience overseas yeah. by getting information from black millennials um, who are like-minded, who've been there, seen it, done it, and can give them real insight um, about what their experience, what they can expect when they yeah. get to a different country.
0: Yeah. What? And let us know if you need us to slow down. No, you're try. good. Yeah. I, my background, I, my degrees in journalism, so I'm used to typing fast. Uh, but you're good. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I, and then, uh, and then unofficially, I was like Mavis Beacon champ on that type that typing game. I was hey. Mavis Beacon. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. She we got me nice together.
1: <laughs> I literally do it for fun. I was just
0: I know. People, me too. I was like, No, Ouch. I did all the
1: typing games. They were so okay. much fun.
0: Okay, yes. People were like, "Oh, you want to play outside?" I'm like, "No, I gotta get my score up." I'm like at 60 words per minute. I'm trying to get to 89. <laughs> 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 um, what would you all say have been some of your most fruitful collaborations? Because you talked about, you know, talking with other friends who have spent time abroad, um, but even just. Connecting in a network, because I would imagine with the field that you're in, there's a lot of networking and connecting that goes along um, with that that says, hey, wow, you had this experience, and I haven't been personally, but I've heard about it. What, what's your recommendation, that kind of thing? Um.
1: Well, I guess, and maybe this is like a slightly different angle than, mm-hmm. than your question, but okay. I would say that the most rewarding, I guess, mm-hmm. collaboration that we've done so far has been um, with uh, Howard University. Um, okay. We collaborated, collaborated with them twice um, so far. Um, I believe the first one was in the fall of 2016, and then we did another one in the spring of 2017. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. all right. Um, but we, we have uh, we collaborated with, with their um, Ralph Bunch uh, study abroad office to hold um, passport drives on campus, mm-hmm. um, and our passport drive is pretty much a one-stop shop where students who are interested um, in getting a passport or studying abroad mm-hmm. could come by. Um, we had a photographer on site and um, U.S. Uh, passport agents on site that would allow students Get complimentary passport photos as well as um, submit and um, all of their applications, all of the required documents mm-hmm. for their passport on site. Um, that. And that way, um, students would be able to easily get their, their passport application processed, mm-hmm. um, they didn't have to go off campus. Um we made it really, really simple, um, because obviously getting a passport is the first step to international travel. Right. Um, and so for us, I think that was just one of our, our favorite collaborations so yeah. far. Um, we actually also um, had a smaller, a mini passport drive at Hampton University, also last spring. This okay. last spring, I think it was April. Um, but yeah, we, and we're hoping to expand that. We're definitely hoping to get down to Spelman. Soon and expanding it to other HBCUs. um, Because we really like, we know the value of study abroad and how much it changed our life and perspective on the world. And we really want um, African American students to experience that as well. Because it's it's totally attainable, it's totally within our reach. And doing it in college is like, if you're not going to do it then, it it just gets harder. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, your responsibilities only Um, increase. So,
1: yeah. Right, and the financial responsibility
0: is you know, getting overseas. Right,
1: right. And a lot of schools will, um, you know, have special arrangements where your situation
0: can, mm-hmm. you know, cover your yep. body
1: expenses, so.
0: That's how I went. Um,
1: yeah, that, you right, exactly, that's why I went twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I think that's been one of one of our favorite collaborations so okay. far, and we—it was also wonderful connecting with students, hearing their stories, hearing where they wanted to go, mm-hmm. hearing where they wanted to travel to next, um, as well as developing um, more of a relationship with the with the universities and the Study Abroad Office um, for those universities.
0: Okay, I love that. Um. Mm. So both of y'all are in D.C.? Yeah. So
1: I, Alicia, I'm in
0: D.C. Okay. She
1: used to be in D.C. And now she's in Baltimore. Gotcha. Yeah. I moved to Baltimore last year. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, and so this is a question you can or don't have to answer. It's just I'm always curious. And I feel like people so we talk about entrepreneurship and I share with y'all in the initial email that like when I started doing black girls with purpose features I was just like let's talk to women and then you know how people say like you you attract what you are I've just every pretty much everyone except for maybe three people and we started our features last fall and we do them on a monthly basis. Pretty much everyone except for Two people has been like an entrepreneur that, you know, a woman entrepreneur who started her own business. And so um, I like to ask people what their main streams of income are for their business, because sometimes it's not always what people think it is. And I say that I'm I'm really big on asking that question, too, because I think that. People were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like they're throwing conferences. They're probably making so much money for the conference. And I just threw a Black Girls of Purpose conference. You don't get money from ticket sales unless you have some kind of sponsorship, like partnership with people. Um, so but, yeah, that's my question. And again, you can share. You don't have to share the answer to that if it's like a private thing. But I, sure, no, yeah.
1: So, um, I mean,
0: like, I'm oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say right now our primary streams of income comes from our merchandise. Okay. Um, which is a combination of like actual physical products that we get manufactured mm-hmm. and a combination of uh dropshipping. Okay. Um and then on top of that we have um, our travel guides. Okay. Um, which we will be expanding um in twenty eighteen. Okay. Um, to include more countries. Um we also have, um, we do, like, curated, personalized recommendations. Okay. So if you, you know, can't find the information that you want um, in our guide or on mm-hmm. the website, you can come to us and okay. we'll give you, like, a personalized um, itinerary. Okay. Um, and then we have, um, you know, right now we have ads on our website. They're mm-hmm. not, like, actually bringing in anything, but that's, yeah. like, potential. like, when our traffic increases. So. Right. Awesome. That's, I think
0: that's it. I forgot something. Yeah. That's it. For right now. Right. For right now. So the come up is coming though. We have
1: a few things in the works. I know,
0: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is um? We go to y'all's main gig. Is it a side hustle? What's what's um? So we both are nine to fivers.
1: Yeah. Um, I. Actually, so I work at the Kuwait Embassy uh, as an academic advisor. Okay. So I assist Kuwaiti students who've been granted sco- scholarships by their government to study in the U.S. Um, funny thing, uh, interesting fact is I actually just put in my two-month notice a month ago. Okay. <laughs> so we go to Wilde,
0: uh <laughs> my main hustle. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And Randy. Yeah, and I, I work job
0: <laughs> <laughs> you like that's all there is to it it ain't really nothing like right. the end and it's, i mean it's, in,
1: in, in, it's it's rewarding in its way yeah. um it is not you know the long-term vision for me mm-hmm. um i actually thought i i'm just completing a, a year and a half long rotational program at a local um, health insurance company mm-hmm. um so i actually we'll be starting a regular full-time position, um, at the end of this month, okay. um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing, and we go to is, is, you know, waking up early in the morning, mm-hmm. come on an hour, getting work done, coming home, and taking meetings, mm-hmm. and getting more work done, so it's definitely the hustle yeah. right now, but with the goal of it the becoming the, the main gig, yeah,
0: sure. yeah, I just, um, I just went full time with Black Girls of Purpose in September. So I was just going
1: to ask. Yeah, Yay, congratulations.
0: That's, That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It is it's still That's not true. like but honestly y'all and I again, people I feel like we are going to stay connected. So I'll, I'll I'll say y'all will soon learn about me. I'm really big on transparency and so I'm like like I said with the conference. I'm like people are like, "Oh my gosh, a conference." Listen. It ain't I'm not pulling down <laughs> like <laughs> No one over here is pulling down racks. I mean, it was fun. It was great. But like, right. in terms of learning, I'm like, okay, so I need to get all of this sponsored so that ticket sales can be for profit. Yes, yes, um, yes, and, yes, I, yes. And, and even... It is such a learning process. It is. Because if you Definitely. haven't done it before, you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And that's another thing, though, is because people don't talk. People don't tell you that they're just like, oh yeah, right. throw an event, and you're like, okay, cool. So I should just charge this for. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you thought you were gonna make money from ticket sales? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have told you that. You're like, but I, but I said that from the beginning. You didn't say, okay, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And so, um, but I love the growing experience. And again, everything that I, every misstep I take, I'm like, okay, this is someone. It's the whole lifting as we climb mentality, right? So even with y'all and your business, you, there are probably some tips on y'all's travel guides where you're sharing because you're like, hey, here's what I did. Don't do that. Yes. Don't yes. do that. Right, right. That <laughs> so. and
1: it's really good to hear from other entrepreneurs who have the same challenges and struggles that we face mm-hmm. because a lot of time on social media, people only post the highlights. Yes
0: you don't see the struggles behind yes. what they're really doing in the tears so, in the you're right and <laughs> are you <laughs> sure i'm supposed to do this because i don't have to like it's fine i'm just i could we could quit nobody would know like all right. these things yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i think like you said randy even just the getting up early and the the lunch and the, i mean y'all i I'm, again transparent it's a lot of work i remember one time this was this this was during my pregnancy i had a doctor's appointment and then i had to like lord forgive me but i had to i was like i just acted like my doctor's appointment was longer than it was because somebody asked me to come speak at their school I i was like oh yeah you know the doctor's appointment yeah um be able to make it. yeah exactly and then they were like <laughs> and listen the pregnancy card is a good one too because nobody's playing right, right. who gonna say that your doctor's her. appointment was too long not you no <laughs> so i came in it was like a four-hour doctor's appointment she probably was like what kind of doctor's appointment they got these days i was like, like none of y'all business. <laughs> exactly <laughs> That's yeah very very personal stuff went down so i'm not even going to talk about it let's just get Hi. into this work you don't want to know yes it, it was it was yeah, it was a lot so yeah i just and i remember um but but again i when i was talking with my mentor earlier this week and she was just saying you know usually when you're in the entrepreneur thing you're either giving up your, a p- piece of your time, you're giving a, a, up fulfillment or you're giving f- up financial stability. So she was like, you know, because yeah, yeah, I'm in a position where I am doing it full time, but the financial stability is not there. From month to month, I can't say, okay, this yeah. is how much we're going to bring in. This is how, what's yeah. going to come back out. But she was saying that she has the the financial stability but not as much of the fulfillment. And so it's just kind of like, you know, it's it's this constant wave of Okay, I'm doing this for my business. So I'm going to invest this time and, you know, and even my 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 husband um we were talking the other day cuz we also have a an apparel brand. And was like, babe, we can't order samples with money we ain't got. So, something gotta give, <laughs> you know. Not so, real. and my dad was like, y'all can He said, y'all can't sell from an empty cart. I was like, okay. So, uh, you right. like. <laughs> that's real. You right. right. But again, that's not what people see. They're like, oh my gosh, hashtag goals, hashtag no, yep. no, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, hashtag no, <laughs> hashtag no exactly. That's why I just, when I, when people talk about entrepreneurship with anything, I'm just like, make sure you really love it because you're not going to get up early to do it if you don't. And you're not going right. to, you know, right. you're not going to use your lunch break. You're not going to, or it's just, it's just when you know the reason why you're doing it again, you're investing the time now so that you can have the the long-term benefits, then you can do that. But if yeah. you're kind of just like, Oh, I'm about to be my own boss. no no you need to have something something else going on so yeah anyway that was a long caveat but I think it needed to be (laughs) said because like I just I tell people all the time everything that glitters is in gold and yes there are some awesome moments but trust and believe it it can be a struggle too. You, yeah. And it's not an overnight success by any stretch of the event, and that's the thing too I mean, with y'all. Like once you blow up, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, we you go to?" Do, do, you're like, "No, You started two years ago, right? Two years ago. Where were you a, then?" Figuring it out. Yes, spending yeah. your own personal money, like, mm-mm, yep. mm-mm. so I was I was talking that praying this morning i was like lord i'm excited for the day where black Bells of purpose can pay its own bills and we don't have to have like separate budgets of like okay here's our household budget no. and i'm still gonna have to take a little bit over here to do this marketing thing um mm. but i'm gonna pay myself back no, you'll like- get there. <laughs> right. right so but yeah you'll get there. yeah we all will it's gonna be great <laughs> no, and that's why I'm, in, I'm excited about it being, you know, like I said, going live in the spring. Y'all might be in a completely different place by then. Like the go to guys are just popping, or these trips are more. I don't know. I'm not going to. Who knows what could happen? So, yeah. Um, what is. This is just kind of like a personal fun question. So, what's one of your most memorable souvenirs from a recent trip you've taken? And recent is relative.
1: Um, most memorable? Does it have most sentimental or it can just be most memorable?
0: What'd you say? Does
1: it have to be, like, have any kind of, like, sentimental attachment to it? Um,
0: just... it's, no, it's not necessarily, if you're just like, I got this awesome ceramic pig and I'm talking from, I got this, pig, <laughs> I got a really cool ceramic pig from Mexico when I went last year. It's awesome. I love it. So I have one. I have one. <laughs> one. Um, from a recent trip, so we went to,
1: to Oaxaca Mexico okay uh, uh, say mine. I'm I gonna be so <laughs> I know I was, gonna say, I was
0: gonna give it to you but you was busy. you were waiting closed <laughs> mouths don't get fed <laughs> <laughs> but um so we went to Oaxaca
1: Mexico for Alicia's birthday um this past September and <laughs> the chocolate there, Mm. damn it, I knew it, I knew knew. it, it's so good, and you can, like, you melt it in milk, Mm -hmm. and it creates this, like, delicious rich hot chocolate, Mm. and it's so good, and I have the chocolate, like, sitting in my freezer right now, Mm. and now I probably have to make some (laughs) a (laughs) night, that's so funny, I knew we were going to be on the same like, mm. wavelength. But literally, like, in my <laughs> mind, I was like, oh, Oaxaca chocolate, easy. Um, That's so funny. Uh, Randy took mine, I will say. um, um else did I get um, Oh, okay. Well, I actually got um, this really cool fur hat from mm-hmm. like Reykjavik, Iceland. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a good one. Um, you said really fur, of, cool fur hat from where? From
1: Reykjavik, Iceland. Okay. And it's it's the ones, I'm sure you've seen them before. Um, it's kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a band. Mm-hmm. It's like a headband. Okay, a head yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With like... Yeah, Um, and it's beautiful colors, I got like a really colorful one, Mm. and I just debuted it for the first time in D.C., and (laughs) everybody was like, oh my god, that is amazing, where did you get it from? And I'm like a fashionista, Mm -hmm. so I love to like change my outfits up, and wear really cool things, so it was really cool to like have something that not only looks great, Mm -hmm. but is also from a really cool experience,
0: so... Stuff yeah, that's good That's but it's from the... anything with a story, too. I mean, that's probably the journalist in me, but I'm always like, instead of just saying, Oh, yeah, I got this at Forever 21, it's like, So we went to this village. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's why I like regular stuff overseas, and I like to get to the back door
1: stores. Mm-hmm. Or like hand me
0: down to my grandma. Yes. There. I always feel like special, like special. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um,. I would, so my next question is, what do you feel like, in y'all make, what do you think is the most, or the biggest misconception about traveling?
1: Probably that, um, it's really expensive.
0: Yeah, I was gonna, that was exactly where my mind went. <laughs> yeah,
1: that it's really expensive, especially coming from, um, Cleveland, Ohio, I didn't grow up around a lot of people who traveled domestically, let alone internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for them, and I mean, again, with my background and my mom working for United Airlines, I always had a different story. Mm-hmm. But uh, talking to Friends and even some of my immediate family—they always complained about how traveling was just so expensive, mm-hmm. and how they couldn't afford flights, and they couldn't afford lodging, um, and how they just would end up spending so much money abroad that it was just easier for them to stay put, mm-hmm. or you know, travel to the same places they had been traveling to, like maybe a couple states over. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest misconception that we get all the time. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, mm-hmm. and I'll add on that it's not as scary as you think it is Right? Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, really easy to make it seem like all your worst fears are going mm-hmm. to happen you step out of the country, and it's yeah. going to be, you know, you just, you just make it a way bigger deal in your head than it actually is, and yes, it is scary, mm-hmm. like, it's different, like, you're going to encounter different things, you're going to be... You know, in situations you've never been in before, Mm -hmm. but it's not insurmountable, and it's worth it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. It's worth, like, pushing past that fear Mm -hmm. um, and doing it anyway. Like, it's always worth it.
0: Yeah. That's, y'all, like, so when I studied abroad in Argentina, we, it was through the, the the School of Journalism, and we stayed, um downtown and like these apartments and so I remember when we got our address and I was so excited like oh look at my when is ours, our address and so I like google mapped my dad the address he was like oh, it's an apartment I said uh huh and he was like I saw You're like what yes I was like well, do you think we were gonna stay in like huts or something he was like well I just didn't know right, like Jack. I was like sir this is a capital city <laughs> like what and then this is like also you know the school of journalism is sending us here so you think they about to go send us to like sit in some huts or something i just was right i was just so taken aback but it's just again the aware and even i remember my uncle he's in the navy or retired from the navy and he was like i've been a lot of places but i've never been to argentina like how is it over you know everyone was just freaking out because it's just they didn't know and and i think that's so real and i think go ahead no i was just gonna say i think that um that encouraged me to do it even more because i wanted i'm the oldest grandchild on both sides of my family so i wanted my cousins to be able to look up and be like brie went abroad like what's the big deal you know yep yep no
1: that's over i think like there's just and we talked about this on a different interview there's just like this this idea, I think, in the black community, especially in the older generations, mm-hmm. that you keep close mm-hmm. because you don't know what's yeah. gonna happen and how people are gonna treat you when yeah. you go to someplace different. Yeah, and so like that, uh, that, that applies to the U.S., but also applies overseas, and yeah. so it's just, like, people have these, this idea it's it's so scary that you're going to get hurt, that's going to happen to you, and it's just not realistic, yeah. you know, and so, like, that we, I th- and I think that's kind of where we started with the disability piece, so, like, yeah, we can go overseas and have great experiences, mm-hmm. and it's not super scary, and it's not, like, unattainable, yeah. so, yeah, I don't know, that was just a point that I wanted to bring up.
0: Yeah. I think, um... Even, like, Southwest, they, I saw recently that they're doing trips to Turks and Caicos for, like, 69 one way. And I'm I think like, I yeah, we got
1: yeah. the yeah. racial alert. I think we got the racial alert for that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, people, let the people know. But, again, I'm like, listen, and, and that's another thing. I tell people that I shop for, like, the pay- the way that people window shop for clothes, I window shop for plane tickets. So like, oh, yep, hey, yep. see what this is doing. So I said, but that's why I, th- I'm actually more likely to travel abroad than some places domestically because I'm like, so you want me to spend four hundred dollars to go to L.A. when I could spend four hundred dollars to go Bye. to Bali? Like, don't well, think I'm gonna be able to do it. <laughs> exactly, that's funny. Um. Another fun question. So like what's a place you visited where if you if you had multiple houses you would like to have a house in?
1: Um mine to be
0: Paris. Paris.
1: <laughs> Paris for sure. Um awesome. to this day, I mean, I've traveled pretty extensively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Paris is still my favorite city. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Um just, I, Sounds super cliche, and I always mm-hmm. tell people this, but I just feel different yeah. when I'm in Paris. I love it. This city just feels so magical and electric. And I literally, this is, I don't want to say one of the only cities, but I literally enjoy not having anything planned and just mm. walking around because mm-hmm. I always find the coolest things to do in Paris. Yeah. And really to see. Like, it's just a really scenic city.
0: Yeah.
1: So, definitely Paris for me. Um, what your thoughts, like, Randy? So, I'm still figuring that out. Can I say
0: that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you may know by info. Top three. Can we get top
1: three? <laughs> I, I don't even know if I can give you top three. I just, I, I've really learned about myself that I, establishing roots is hard for me. Mm. Like, I always like something yeah um and as much as i like can fall in love with a place while i'm there mm-hmm. like very few places will feel like home for me mm. um and so i don't know like cause even if i go somewhere and i like have a great time yeah. there's always going to be something about like home that i miss. missed yeah. That you know that doesn't fulfill. um so i still plan on having properties like overseas in at least one country.
0: Yeah.
1: I just don't know where my place is yet. Yeah. Um it's because I actually have a domestic place more than I have an international place and it's New Orleans. Oh yeah? But, um yeah. Uh, well you have to I come down and visit. It's, like the closest to feeling. wait, is that where
0: you live? That's where I live. Oh my God, I didn't realize that yes, I have to come visit you. Please <laughs> no, do. <I> seriously. <laughs> seriously. People oh, like my God. Yes. And when I, when is, I. It's like the. But. No, I was just going to say, like, I, whenever people come there, I was like, where should we eat? I said, what you have a taste for? Because I got a list. Uh-huh. So this is my Mexican food list. This is my, you know, of course, my Creole cuisine. <laughs> this is like, wh- what are you in the mood for? Like, here's where you go for your beignets. Here's where you don't go for beignets. Don't be fooled by this. <laughs> Are you from New Orleans? No, I'm actually from Arlington, Texas. And me and my husband uh, went to the University of Missouri. And then I ended up doing, I did AmeriCorps to go to Miami. And then they, three weeks before I was going to do Miami, they were like, oh, wait, we need you in New Orleans. And so I've lived here. It'll be five years next summer, which is crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's insane. That's yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And now I have forever I roots in, in New Orleans. Orleans because my son was born here you have so in new orleans? forever roots in new orleans cuz my son was born oh, here yeah That's
1: so special we went for her 30th birthday actually this year. exactly yeah that's where i spent my 30th birthday oh, last awesome. year, or this year, this yeah. year this year this year <laughs> <laughs> um and it's like the one place in the us that i've been to that feel like gives me that same feeling of, of like being overseas mm. abroad yeah, yeah still being yeah. here, yeah yeah
0: it's so funny that you said that. There's just so
1: much culture in yeah. yeah, New Orleans. And you just don't really see that in a lot of American cities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny because when I moved here, especially with all the colorful houses, I was like, I feel like I'm in Argentina. That was literally mm-hmm. what I felt like. Or well, it's just some Latin American country. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's something somewhere it's like we a all connect. Feel with yeah. Nowhere. Yeah, and then the even like you, said, and then there's palm trees on. You know, I'm just like okay, yeah. okay. And then I don't know. I the thing I love about New Orleans is no one here ever seems like super pressed. And that was one of my favorite things about Argentina is that everyone was like, "It's fine." Like I remember one time we were I was I was working an internship and we were three hours late for a business meeting and I was just like, "Everyone is, what is going on?" Like when we're in the car. <laughs> Then we show up and they're just like, "Hey!" I'm like, "What you mean, hey? We're three hours late." <laughs> like, and then also you have nothing else to do. Like I would have, you know, you miss a meeting here, and they've already like tripled, double booked you, and you know, right. filled your spot. But then they're like, "Yeah, what's going on? No, let's come on, let's go to the conference room." I was just like, "Okay, cool." So yeah,
1: it's definitely laid back. We you feel that
0: immediately mm-hmm. when you're in New Orleans. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what would you say to someone who, we only have, like, five or six questions left. Um, what would you say to someone who would, who wants to break into the world of traveling? I
1: would say, like, start saving now.
0: Mm, that's good. Um,
1: if you don't have anything saved. Um... I've never thought about this. So I'm like thinking of it as. I know. I'm literally trying to think Because <laughs> um, a lot of the a lot of our audience are pretty experienced travelers, mm-hmm. so we don't encounter a whole lot of Got new travelers. It. Okay. Um. I, I was also say it's okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Gonna, no, you to go. I was just gonna say it's also okay to start small. Yeah.
0: Um, yes.
1: Because I actually live with someone who's never traveled internationally. Okay. And I remember this was actually a couple of months ago we were talking about um, the place that he wanted to travel to first and he was like I want to do Thailand he and
0: I'm like to, okay hold, hold on, on, <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, bro <laughs> as he started talking about it I saw him getting really frustrated mm. and he was like it's just really didn't know where to start yeah. and I'm like okay let's bring it back a couple of steps it's okay to start small yeah. and I'm not saying you have to go to the Bahamas yeah. but that's also okay too yes. if you do decide to go right. to the Bahamas it, right. it's okay to kind of get your feet wet with international travel and as you start to travel more more you'll start to become more comfortable yeah and those places like thailand or japan or you know places that are really far won't seem mm-hmm. so scary yeah um, but yeah i would just say start small you know what i actually have a, another tip i would give is to go on a group trip mm. um because i think yeah, I mean that's, that's essentially trip. how I started studying abroad. I mean it was studying mm-hmm. abroad, but it was a yeah, group trip. I think true. about It just a semester-long group trip. But I think if you go and the itinerary is already planned for you, mm-hmm. and you already have like a built-in network and community, and like all those details yeah. figured out for you, I think that's a really good way to get started. Yeah. That's um, true. I would also recommend going to go dot com. Yes, we have
0: any <laughs> <laughs> and help you prepare for your trip. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. That's a good tip, is starting with the group. Yeah, yeah. And I think especially. we're actually... Go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: (laughs) No, I was just going to say, we're actually um, hoping to relaunch um, our group trips um, next year. Okay. So that's something that people
0: could check out. Yes. Um, See, this April date is really popping, and y'all didn't even... It's (laughs) popping. No, when
1: you said April, I was like, that's low-key. Lit yeah. we have a lot of things that we want to do the first quarter, yeah. okay. so by the time April rolls around, we can have some updates for
0: you. Yes. Um. But I didn't. I didn't even. And I don't think of. It's funny, like you said. I don't think about a study abroad program as a group trip. but group it trip. is? Like we, when I but landed. Really is. Yeah. When, when I landed, we had a bus waiting to take us to our apartment. Like, <laughs> Got your yeah. housing figured out, yes. all, all of that And then they had they had a list of places to eat, and then they even even things like you know put your backpack on your on your front when you're on the bus. Don't put it on your back. And yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. And I think, like you said, it it removes some of the fear of it. And then I, because I feel like after even after going to a place one time, then you f- might feel more comfortable going again on your own because both of y'all you know studied abroad and then you were like and i need more so more. <laughs> um okay so these are just the these next three questions are the questions i ask everyone who's on the blog um so for each of you what does it mean to be a black girl black woman with purpose
1: Okay, so I think for me it means really allowing God to kind of be the driver in my life Mm -hmm. um, and waking up each morning and trying to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. I think um, as I get closer to 30, I think I am a lot more... Um, introspective, and I just think about ways that I can improve Mm and things that I can be improving on. Um, And of course, you know, I wake up and I don't always succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, we're human. (laughs) But I do try to be a little better than I was the day before.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, For me, I would uh, echo everything that Alicia said. Um, And i also say that, um, I guess it's about about knowing what I want mm-hmm. and knowing with all of my certainty that I can have that, mm. that it's within my power to have what I want and yeah. what my life, and like I am the architect of my life, yeah. and as long as I have it very clear in my mind of what I want and what I'm looking for, yeah. looking for my life to look like, yeah. I can have it um, and, like, constantly reminding myself that that, like, that is my purpose, mm-hmm. to, to design a life that I am happy with, um, and so, yeah, and, cause, I mean, I don't know, I think purpose is that to it can Big mean word. so many different things yeah. to so many different people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and I think purpose can change, and you can have multiple purposes, yeah. um, and, you know, the people that you're supposed to impact in this world, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I think, ultimately, like, I, I will have the the greatest impact if I can be in control of who I am and what my life looks mm-hmm. like. Awesome. That's a hard question, though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, and it's it's um, for me. I think it's funny because I I tell people I don't typically do new year's resolutions but I always get a word that I want to focus on for the year and so um our tagline for black girls of purpose is helping you live with intention and so I I was like praying about my word and I feel like my word is actually intention it's like okay let's you need to be about the stuff that you talk about and like you said um understanding that Cause I even looked up the definition. I was like, "Let's. What does this even? You know, you say it, it sounds catchy, but what does it mean?" And it says, "What does it mean?" Right? Yeah, it's it's t- to have an aim or a plan, to to have a um, to be determined to act in a certain way. And so what that meant to me was that I have to ask with every action that I take, especially for Black girls with purpose, why am I doing this? Like, am I doing this just because right. this is expected of me? Am I doing this because um, it's actually going to further the work that we're doing? Am I doing it to keep up appearances? Because if it doesn't align with the ultimate goals and objectives that we set, you know, what we feel called to do, then I don't need to do it because that's taking away from stuff that we do know we're supposed to do, if that makes sense. So,
1: right.
0: yeah, living with okay, intention, so. that's what that means to me. Um, what would you say is the hardest part about walking out with your purpose or like like you said what would you say is the hardest part about walking in your purpose
1: i would say the hardest thing is probably continuing to believe
0: mm. in huh, myself yes. and
1: what it is that i want to do yeah even when others don't see my vision yeah and so i know for me like i mentioned i knew early on that i wanted to do something related to Spanish and then yeah. I also knew that I wanted to do something related to travel. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, everyone from my friends, even my mom continuously asking me, "Well, how is this going to make you money or mm-hmm. you know why are you taking this road that's not carved out for
0: you? Why yeah. don't you do
1: something easy like be a doctor or a lawyer? Mm-hmm. You know something that is yeah. <laughs> not easy to attain. More it's traditional. Kind of yeah. Right, it's more traditional exactly. Um, and so really telling myself daily even when it's hard mm-hmm. that this is where i see my life going mm-hmm. and these are the things that i want in my life and that yeah. no one can live my life for me i have to do it myself yeah so just continuing to believe in myself and believe that where i want to be i'll get there
0: yeah um
1: and i'll say i guess the biggest obstacle or challenge and overcoming fear, Mm -hmm. and I think for me, fear manifests itself in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like, to Alicia's point, like, I've definitely had those same fears of, like, listening to what other people think and what other people's ideas Mm -hmm. and opinions are about what I'm going to do and being afraid of being judged or being looked at a certain way because i made the choice that i made. And then also those internal fears of, like, you're like, can you do this? Are you mm-hmm. sure? Are you yeah. be doing this? Are you, you know, it, uh, are you capable? Yeah. Um, but like, it's, it's literally a constant conversation yeah. with yourself to over overcome those thoughts because it's all it's just thoughts, like, <laughs> and and fear is the one thing that I tell myself this year is fear is not enough a good enough reason to not do something that I know is right, mm. um, or right for me. And so, looking that fear in the face and, and doing it
0: anyway—that's yeah. uh, that's kind of been my 2017. Yeah, I love that. And the, what you said is a constant conversation with yourself. Because again, going back to what we were saying about entrepreneurship, I'm like, yeah, you saw this picture I posted, but you don't know that I was like, okay, I'm about to post it. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> You ain't see the pep oh talk, God, so, yeah. or like with y'all, like um, you know, like we first launch your go-to guys. I don't know about y'all. I've had so many moments, uh, and and then you have e-commerce. So you go live with something, and then you get a message from a family member who want to be your first sale, and they like, yeah, um, the shipping isn't working. And You're like, the shipping isn't working. Right. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> do, yep. Do, yep. do do I take it down? It I can't remove like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, I can't unsend this email that I just sent out to our entire email list and and yeah it's just yes we've
1: literally done it all seen it all built it all like we definitely
0: understand (laughs) so you just be like come on bro and it's funny because I find myself you know sometimes I'll be like dang I thought that would have get more clicks or da 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 and then it doesn't, and then so when I find out that a link was broken, I'm like, well, thank goodness it didn't, because everybody would have been online. <laughs> yeah. But then you <laughs> then you drive yourself crazy, too, though, because it it. was it, you, then you start asking, well, you know, in reality, it probably isn't. But you're like, oh, my gosh, I probably had, like, 5,000 people come on the site and try to buy it, but they couldn't, so they left. And I just I know, missed 5,000. <laughs> just, like, get off you the ledge yep 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 but again that's not what people tell you they're just like oh yeah we've been here like right. didn't it mm. okay no
1: it's actually funny I was listening to. So I don't know if you're familiar with Courtney Sanders I she
0: am Dallas Texas um that's yeah so you? they can go check like mm-hmm. I was
1: listening to her podcast yesterday and she's talking about mistakes that she made in 2017 mm. and I really needed to hear that because she is popping. Just talk to her candidly about some of the things that she did wrong this mm-hmm. past year and the, and, the, and the ways in which she was lacking. Yeah. And it doesn't make her any less successful. I still look up to her and yes. I still admire her for her like, her success and her hard mm-hmm. work. And so it just like shows her humanity, if yeah. anything else, and lets me know that I can fail and I can make
0: mistakes yeah. and
1: still reach my goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if you check that episode
0: you, see, check out. No, I need to, I need to, I saw her post about it. I need to listen to it. She also posted, I think it was maybe last week. And she, it was just like an Insta story. And she said, this is what my normal work day looks like. And she she showed her computer and then she flipped around. She said, and I'm sitting here with my hair looking crazy with a blanket. because I'm a big <laughs> kid," And I was like, thank you. Because that's, yep, yep, that's what I'm regular. saying. Like I, even especially in entrepreneur life, a lot of the stuff we do is more so admin stuff. Like even with y'all's trips, it's like this is about 5% of what the work that we do. This is the 5%. Y'all don't see what we do on a day-to-day basis. And so I'm just all about the proper perspective. Like don't get it twisted. And even even the, the conference I had, I was like, bruh, I've been planning this conference for months. It was four hours of my life. Four hours and then it's done. And I'm like, okay, on to the next yeah. thing. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. But, so these are the last two questions. Um, is there anything general that you'd like to share with our audience? So I would say, like, your favorite piece of advice that you've ever gotten or um, just general words of wisdom or, you know, previews about what's coming where you're like oh I really asked hope she asked us about this but she didn't so that's your space to do that little plugs or whatever well
1: I will do a quick plug. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of re, uh, mentioned this throughout the interview, but we are going to be relaunching. Um, we go to and we're going to be adding some really cool services and mm-hmm. um, just kind of changing up the way that we do things. Okay, um, but still keeping true to our, you know, core mission. Yeah. So that will be happening mid next year. Okay. So that's kind of an exciting thing that we have going on.
0: Awesome.
1: We're both very very excited you can't
0: hear it in our voice we are (laughs) no but it's always cool I think that's another thing someone told me earlier this year is just like the importance of understanding that your initial vision can it's not about changing it's about evolving and yeah like, uh, oh oh yes, <laughs> literally it. Oh my God. we were so scared for so yeah. long and i think yeah
1: when you get an idea and when you've been doing it yeah. for a while you just kind of think that's what you have to do yeah. um and really giving ourselves permission to evolve like yeah. you said it doesn't mean that we're changing everything it just means that we're growing yeah. and that we're evolving and that we're meeting the needs you know of people that are following us in our audience yeah. and so That was something that we absolutely realized Mm -hmm. this year. Like, that was definitely an aha moment for us. So once we really kind of figured that out, and figured out that it's okay for us to evolve, Mm -hmm. um, then that's when we really started doing the the work and really trying to figure out where our audience is and what kind of services we could provide, you know, for them that would be really helpful and useful. So that's the phase that we're in now. So we are so excited to relaunch mid-next year.
0: Yay!
1: And if I have to give, like, a little bit of advice, because I kind of want to listen as well, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, do your homework. Like, study your business, study your industry, study Mm -hmm. the things that you're not good at, and learn from other people's mistakes. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there's a lot of people out here on the internet now who are giving a lot of free game, Mm -hmm. like... Giving really, really good, really, really valuable information because they've made the mistake
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and want to share it. Yeah. Um, and that's like really been super transformative for us with we Go To. Um, and the way that we think about we go to and we think about ourselves as business owners and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, um, and just trying to get really strategic um, about what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so just like always, be learning, yeah. and it's okay. Like, and sorry, one other thing, like. Yeah measure your success, because you are improving, yeah. it, and it's hard to see from a day-to-day perspective, yeah. but like trying to keep markers of the things that you're doing. I think that's something we didn't do a great job at, mm-hmm. and so it took us a long time to realize, oh, snap, like, we've actually really come a long yeah. way. <laughs> but if you can keep track of that um, throughout your trajectory, you have a better idea of, like, how you've grown, and it's easier to keep motivated, I guess. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. I had a moment like that it might have been like Friday where I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at this!" and because um, I designed my website myself and like do all, all the, you know, which most people do at the beginning because they like the way my budget's set up, I can't afford it) uh, <laughs> But I was like, I was like, "dang, this used to just be a bl- it was a blue background. With, like, this scripty font and a picture and blog posts. And now, I'm like, there's a shopping cart on here. And we got a And we got, you know, like you said, it's just. And I, I feel like screenshots. Even simple things as screenshots of, like, okay, girl, don't forget. Like, yeah, this is where you yeah. were. Because, yeah. Um, as you said. That's so real. It's yeah, always moving. Yeah. The bar is always. And we're usually the ones moving it. Where we're like, we should be doing this and this and this. And it's like, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. Look yeah. at look at like you said, look at no. look at what you where you've grown from. No, I a hundred
1: percent. And I was I was just piggybacking on something you just said. There's mm-hmm. so much like self imposed pressure, yeah. self imposed like standards, which like obviously have to be like that but like yeah. also don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Like that's something I've definitely been learning this year, is like don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay to not be perfect all of the time. As long as you are trying your hardest consistently and, like, making progress, then you're doing great.
0: Yeah. I believe in that for real. And, again, that's why it's just important to be like, hey, I know this is what y'all saw, but here's what was actually going on. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think you give other people permission. Like, when you... Invite them into your struggle. They're like, oh, so I don't have to be cute today? Great. No. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then last question is how can our readers best support the work that you're doing? Which I know the answer to that may change, you know, since it's going to be live in April. Y'all might be like, you know, book your destination or whatever. But as of right now, what's the best way that they can support what you're doing?
1: I would say um, go to WeGoToWell.com, mm-hmm. download our free Cuba Pro Tips guide, uh, check out our shop. Um, we've got um, some really cool items up in our shop right now mm-hmm. because of our 2017 we go to Travel gift guide. We've added some really cool things. Our melanin passport covers are back in stock.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I'm sorry, am I talking too bad? No,
0: you're
1: good. <laughs> um. And uh, check out our, our the the guides that we have up for. We have Oaxaca, Singapore, Paris, and Cape Town. Um, yes. Yeah, follow us on social media. Right. At We Go Worlds.
0: Awesome.
1: Anything else, Alicia? Nope. I think you covered it all, though.
0: <laughs> cool. Well. I'm um... trying to get better
1: at like my my selling game.
0: No. I know, that's the thing, and that's another thing I feel like you learn as an entrepreneur is to not, like, you're not helping anybody by dimming your light, and I think that as, yeah, especially I, we as, we're going right. back to the whole women's co- oh god! I feel like we yeah. have to learn to be our own cheerleaders sometimes, because... And and I, I went to an event on Thursday, and I was telling, uh, I was talking to the guy about just our workshops and getting into schools. And I was like, and if people can't afford it, he was like, stop discounting yourself before you even start it. I said, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was like, because you know how people respond the way you weren't expected. I was like, oh, he was like, he said, don't don't ever apologize for charging for your business. He said, you 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 provide a service, people have to pay that. And he said, and hopes and dreams don't pay your bills. I said, well, alright, sir. That's
1: Thank a real you. That, I, that is a really. real piece of advice. <laughs> Keep him around because don't want to be your advocate, like you are. Exactly.
0: You know so exactly. If
1: you're not out here hustling
0: for you, there, right. And also like we'll I don't know about y'all, but like I said, I love food. So if I have a good food place, I'm like, Y'all, you need to go to da 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 I don't be talking about no, oh well, you know, they got a like a lower menu price if you can't afford if you can't afford it then you can't go. Period. Like like you save up your money and then you can go. Otherwise And that's what I I think that's where I'm at. It's just like everything is everything is not for everybody, and the people who can afford it can afford it. And and, and of course, uh, there's the balance of people who genuinely cannot, and and it's a part of our Black Girls of Purpose business model, or a portion of. Um, of our services are offered on a scholarship basis, but again, coming from the abundance mindset and not the poverty mindset of like, well I hope they you know right. discounting myself before I even get to the the table basically. And I right. what I find right. too is when you discount off the top, then when you come out with your real prices, people be like, oh uh uh-uh. uh that was uh-huh. and you're just like ma'am that was a one time offer you know, to incentivize <laughs> you. And now you think that's our standard rate. It's not our standard rate, ma'am. And we will not apologize. So. All right. Get used to these prices. Mm-hmm. Get real comfortable with them. No, <laughs> yeah, please. And understand, like, you know, I, I've just learned people, and, and that's what he was telling me. He said, if people don't have any skin in the game, like, what... What incentive do they have to continue working with you? And if, he was like, "For your workshops, you come in and you talk to their girls for free. They don't care if they got it or not. But if they put, if they had to pay, they like, okay, did you remember what she said at the Black Girls of Purpose right. workshop? Because we're yep, gonna be yep, following up, yep, and next yep. week we're gonna do a quiz. And I say, you right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, but um, then what is y'all's? Are y'all fine with people following y'all as individuals on social as well, or no? I am.
1: Okay. <laughs> I am. So my, um, I actually need to change my, you know, this is going to be one of those um, things that I tell you again in April. In April, <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, for right now, my, um, uh, my Instagram is, I'm so ashamed to say it. It's, um, it's oh, not mine is worse, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I forgot yours. mine is um off a leash okay <laughs> so
0: it's
1: O-F-F O-F-F. underscore uh-huh. a a underscore mm-hmm. l-i-s-h
0: l-i-s-h got you got it okay. and my
1: account is on private but like i'll give it to you because maybe i'll change my mind right um <laughs> is it at it's at Randy R A N D I uh-huh. Savage real
0: <laughs> Savage eighty seven eighty seven Randy Savage got you. <laughs> it's funny.
1: I I actually have a worse one that I'm not gonna do anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm It's, it. like... it's twenty eighteen
0: trying to be better, trying to maybe a little right. bit. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> awesome well um y'all I so enjoyed this interview and yes, like I said we thoroughly enjoyed
1: yes.
0: it this was great awesome as we get closer I'll be shooting stuff y'all's way in the meantime um and I'll, I'll I'm gonna come go and follow y'all from our Black Girls of Purpose page and then my personal page so y'all can follow me purpose over I ain't got no time for your shenanigans I'm trying to make
1: to heaven. I ain't got no time to be playing with songs. You can mess me with all that. What? Mess me with all that. Mess me with all that. Mess me, me with all that. What? Mess me with all that.
0: Mess me with all that. That's all for this week. Stay connected with the Black Girls of Purpose community by visiting our website at blackgirlswithpurpose.org slash join following us on Instagram at Black Girls With Purpose and getting your copy of the Black Girls Guide to Living on Purpose at blackgirlswithpurpose.org slash shop or on amazon.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast and make sure you do your best to live with intention because today could be your last. It's never that easy to choose purpose, but I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship. I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven. I'm trying to hear him say two words like, well done,